With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is 545 just in under the wire. Just barely able to actually start because we've hit that time when we can. But we are. The Rick Rydell radio program takes to the airwaves broadcasting as the voice of reason in a sea of emotional tumult and political posturing. Let me do the quick introductions around the radio station. That way you'll know who all the players are in the newsroom. Hunting, gathering the news, as he and his family have done for eons. The latest and the youngest in the Alaska clan of roadies to use the news as his sustenance. Scott Rohde in the newsroom. In master control, making the noises happen when the noises should, the sounds happen when the sound should, and the music happen when the music should. That's our producer. Would you give it up for my good friend? It's Mike Ortega. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? I want to compliment you, sir, on... uh, yeah. Really having the studio audience up and on their toes these last few months. It's the coffee. It's the is coffee. It for all of them? Oh, yeah. Well, no, for you, it's the methamphetamines for them. Well, yeah. You know, we... right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to say that on the air. It's a coffee. Oh, okay, that's what we call it now, coffee? Yeah, we call it coffee. It's coffee. It's a euphemism. Let's... You got to hit a coffee? No, it's a cup, remember? It's a cup. It's a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, hey. Hey. Made it to Friday Eve. It is Friday Eve. It is Friday Eve. Mm-hmm. So happy it's Thursday. Um, just like the weekend's right around the corner. And it's warming up, too. It's like 23 degrees. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Ain't Woo. that something? You have big, big plans for the weekend? I'm working. Are you? Yeah. I always work on the weekend. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. no, you, well, you don't. Yeah, but but so you don't have a a a, a day off this weekend. No, no. You got to work on getting that Saturday thing where you have one. Uh, day yeah, off, you know, job. retail. You don't get you don't get the weekend off. You don't get the pick either. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You you right. really don't because that's when people shop. People are shopping right. on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Well, eats. there you are. So, well, I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be uh, making the sausage. Making sausage Making out of uh, sausage. out of kitty kitty sausage, right? Out of lynx, lynx. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a buddy of mine was um, um, is a uh, uh, trapper, and um, and he's talking about all the lynx he got this year. And I said, "What what do you, what do you do with the meat?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't know." I said, "Do you have any left?" He says, "Well, I've got four. I said, "Can I have them?" He said, "Yeah." And so he gave them to me. What does he do? Keep so, it in the freezer until he decides to yeah. throw it away? Well, these these four were in the freezer, yeah. Okay. So, so a little so bit of mustard, a hot dog bun, and you're set. Yeah, well, it's, there's a little work that's got to be done here. Yeah, so, well, you know. You know, i got to go secure the uh, secure the suet or the lard, the fat. Yeah. Uh, mix that in. Squeeze it into um, a little tube. Squeeze it into a casing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, got a thing to do that. And, um, uh, and and then and then uh, activate the Prague powder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and then and then it becomes hot dogs or hot cats, as I like to call them. If you make them out hot of hot links, hot hot cats. Okay, because see, they're hot dogs when you make them, you know, out, out of cattle, pigs, turkey, and sure, uh, sure. chicken or whatever. The, I don't really like the turkey and chicken ones anyway. You know they're okay, but they're I not. Like the all, you know, yeah, they're, they're not the all beef hot dogs. And sure, the all beef hot dogs are not the all links hot dogs, and those. And, and I don't know what they're doing cats. different to them, but it, it all tastes different than when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they don't so put anyways, enough salt in it. I think that's what it is. They're cutting back on the salt. You think so? Because I would fat. think that. I would think that that would add more. I mean, you know, you you get the the all beef hot dogs are much sure. better than the chicken turkey whatever. Well, I think the all beef make. hot dogs when I was a kid used to have a lot more fat and um, and salt in them. They plumped when you cook them. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. And, and now yeah. it's lean. Everything's lean. Lean, no salt. So it's going to taste different. Oh, I different. see. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and I was I was in this conversation with someone, and I know I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but. Do you remember the the uh, the Big Mike bananas? I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because sure. you know we haven't had those since since like the '60s. Well, you know, uh, there the bananas we're eating today are completely different bananas than the bananas yes. we had when we were a kid. Yes, and they and 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 that's why they banana taste flavoring doesn't taste the same because the sure. Big Mikes. Yeah. Uh, the gross Michaels were apparent, and I, I think there's some still left in the world. But like some disease went through all the plantations. Yeah, I didn't know this uh, until I was I went off on a tangent. You know, going down that rabbit hole you do reading stuff on the internet. Right. You Next know, all of a sudden you know. you know you've got your five hours into this thing and you still got questions, right? Yeah, stuff um, you didn't know I, that now you know. And you didn't care, but you didn't know. But now you did got some curious thing, and you went down a rabbit hole deep, deep, deep into the internet, and uh, and so the Cavendish, which is the common banana we all eat today, um, that's that's not the Gross Michael, the the Big Mikes we ate when we were younger, and and that's why um, uh, artificial banana flavor doesn't taste like bananas today because it tastes more like the the Big Mikes that we had. Right. That's what they made those out of, and they don't taste like the Cavendish. So I want to know where you can where you can get a hold of the Big Mike bananas today. Oh, I don't know, probably Hawaii or someplace. That's what uh, I read. Yeah. I went down that rabbit hole, so <laughs> I did that. But you know, I don't I don't know that anybody ships them, so I haven't found that yeah. yet. But because I went way down that rabbit hole on on bananas, so and it might have been because um um uh, you know. Cars sometimes carries those odd odd species of bananas. Okay, well, we right. got a we got a break for a commercial. Well, let's break for the commercial. We'll come back. Let's talk about the radio show. It is going to be kind of a loosey goosey Thursday, but it is Thursday, and that's probably the most important thing to keep in mind. So, let's get to it so we can get it done. So we can do that Thursday thing, which is get in, get our show over with, get work done with, and get the hell out of there. That's our goal for today. I think everybody should adopt that. We'll be right back. It is 5.53. It's 23 degrees in Anchorage, 21 in Eagle River, the Rick Rydell radio program. So um, there's a lot. There's, there's just so much stuff. There's so much stuff that needs to be covered. Um with the legislature, with the assembly, with the election. I mean, you realize 
that those um, the municipal election and you know you valley people driving in just saying um, we're the guinea pigs you guys get to watch but believe me this mail in ballot thing it's coming your way next it's coming to your it's coming to your hometown soon uh, we're going to be the guinea pigs and and this election begins you know here we are it's uh, March eighth right. Um, and usually it's not really that this immunity election really even starts to get traction till about two weeks out. You know, I mean, yeah, you see some signs go up and it's just like there ain't, there really isn't all that much interest until about two weeks out. Well, this is going to be the weird thing because three weeks out before the election, the ballots are going to be in people's hands, and that's going to be next week. Ortega, you're going to get your ballot next week in yeah, the mail. Yeah, I got the little preliminary thing in the mail that tells you, like, right. you know, be looking for it because it's coming, and then it has yep. directions on, on what you have to do. I thought it might be easier, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that much easier. You have to no. fill it out and then find a, a box somewhere, I don't know, and then go drop it in the box wherever, well, or, you can, or yep. you can mail it in. But it yeah. doesn't have postage paid. You have to you have to pay for it you yourself. You have to pay the stamp, right? Right. So a lot of people they're gonna be just gonna go on their coffee table, and that's it. I don't I yeah. don't think I could be wrong, but I do not think that more people will be voting because of this. I think the muni- municipality might save some money by not having to pay for you know election sites, but uh, I don't I don't think it, that people are going to be voting. Uh, more people more. will be voting because well, it's just right. it's more it's a pain in the butt. Yep, and you got to find a stamp and yeah. blah 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 blah. Now, I don't even have um, stamps. I, you know, when was right. the last time I yeah. bought a stamp? I don't know. You you and me. When I went to the post office, I bought the one I needed. I stuck it on a letter and I sent it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I don't. It used to be. Used to be. I used to get a book of stamps of cars. You know, a couple times a year. Sure. Sure. Exactly. Right? If, think, if nothing else, for Christmas stamps. cards and stuff. Yeah. For whatever. And, um, uh, and and so I don't even do that anymore. But uh, in in my research, and there's there's many places in in America that have done this mail in ballot thing. Um, it depends on where you look. Some places it has increased. Some places it's actually decreased the number of voters. So some places the first couple of years they had an increase and then it leveled back out again. So I have to let it play out. But so I thought we'd we'd throw anything in on the anything on the ballot for the municipality, even though you haven't got it yet, and, and it's going to be there. We, we'll be talking a lot about it for about three weeks. Um, but also, I think that um, Governor Walker has convened a working group to review school safety in Alaska and recommend changes to prevent violence like the Florida shooting. And and interesting, interestingly enough, um, I don't know that the working group is really the working group I'd have picked. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Five seven. It's five two two zero six five zero. We'll be right six zero eight. We're back. Twenty three in Anchorage. Twenty one in Eagle River. It's the uh, Rick Rydell Radio Program. So we got. Um, uh, so much stuff going on, and like I said, I wanted to talk a little bit about this working group um, 
they are going to get together and come up with recommendations and, uh, and, and, and give these recommendations. And then they say that districts and state leaders can act on. Says Governor Walker about this working group about our keeping our schools safe, um, there is no idea I don't want to hear about. It's all about keeping the kids safe. There's some weirdness in our in our hierarchy, if you will, that somehow thinks that if you if you put metal detectors, if you put um, you know secure entry points, um, and and you allow teachers who want to be armed that somehow that's going to make schools more dangerous um these school shootings are are increasing and again you go back to what is changed from 35 years ago um it's not the gun there's nothing new about firearms i know someone will say well what about bump stocks rick the bump stock what about then that's because they just learned what a bump stock is right you know, bump stocks have been pretty uh, pretty much easy to get for about the last 10. Bumping a, a weapon, bump firing a weapon is nothing new. I've been doing that for, for decades. Uh, you don't need a stock to do that. And, again, there's really only been one, and that was that Vegas guy who, who even used those. And, and, and so what is different? And then they'll yell, well, the AR-15, it's different. Yeah, sorry, AR-15 was... Uh, pretty much made in nineteen in the nineteen fifties. Um, those aren't new. Well, guns are more powerful today, Rick. No, they're really not. You know, I get. I, like I said, this is is something. You know, I, well, guns are guns are just a lot easier to get today. Well, that's not really true. I I, I, I and, and I'll tell you why. Because thirty five years ago, I walked into a store and bought a rifle. And didn't even show my driver's license. Just gave him the money, walked out. That's how it went 35 years ago. Today, it's not that way. It's not easier to get them today. They're not more powerful. They're not more sophisticated. There's really nothing new about guns. So what has changed then? What has changed? Well, you know, you read these things about these these uh, the, these kids that we're talking about. And that's, and that's not all of them. Um, you know, reading about this kid in Florida, I mean, these guys are like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get more than the other guy did. They're looking as copycats, right? And, and, and I always remember there was a time when I was, I, I went to visit a friend of mine that was in Jamaica. Um, and, and if you watch Facebook, he was, I saw him last summer. I put it up there, an old radio guy. He was uh, down in Jamaica in the Peace Corps. And we were talking about um, the violence in Jamaica. They didn't have gun violence. They have machete violence in Jamaica. And he told me that the, uh, the, that he had seen more than once these machete fights among the locals. And the machete was just the, the thing they had. You know, it's the tool. You know, so they're not talking about there's not an assault machete uh, or a bump machete. It was just the, the machete, right? They carried machetes. And they would fight over oranges. And I remember this one thing he said to me because I thought it was it was prophetic. He said, you have to understand, these kids grow up with the idea that their life doesn't have any value. 
therefore, in their mind, no one else's life has any value either. That's always stuck with me because that's a mindset. And you look at a lot of these these kids with the school shootings, they are ostracized, they are uh, you know, uh, kind of off on their own, they don't have a ton of friends, they're, they're into weird, like hurting animals. Hurting animals. I don't know. Somebody say, well, you're a hunter. Yeah, well, I don't want to hurt animals. I just want to eat. And that's a, a big difference with people who torture animals. And, and some of these kids did. So this is a different mindset. And you throw in that if they don't feel their life has any value, no one else's life has any value, and and they um, all of a sudden they're you're at a point where um, they 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 feel oh I can I can be famous, I can I can I can make I can make my life something. Um, now that how we deal with those kind of kids that that has changed. Um, Ortega, I'm going to ask you to put Warren on, and then I got Ken afterwards because um, my toggle switch is going on and off again today. So if we can get uh, um, Warren on line one, we can start the uh, broadcast again. It's five two two zero six five zero, and Warren, are you with us, sir? Hey, um, hello. There, there you are. Yeah. Hey, good yeah. morning. Thank hey. you, thank you, Mike. Good morning. It's <laughs> happening. Yep. Oh, everybody's got their special cup of coffee this morning, so we're all ready. Good. <laughs> Yeah, one one quick tidbit. Uh, the uh, Dreamer, did you hear about the Dreamers this morning sitting in front of the National Democratic headquarters ripping up their Democratic cards because they they refuse to act to, to help them? <laughs> there you are. Yeah, let's do that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alaska, too, guys. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but on, on the uh, school stuff, uh, I'm going to help the task force along because of the mindset that the AEA and NEA and all those groups have. Uh, I'm going to go down to three courthouses on Wednesday with uh, my one buddy who happens to be an unemployed lawyer, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to file a lawsuit to end the uh no guns in school uh, policy. Uh, really? What they're what they're doing is painting a giant billboard and screaming it from the top of their lungs that this is a gun-free zone. And yeah, see uh, that's different. See that's different than it was 35 years ago, right? That's something that's changed. Yes, it has. It, it has yeah. changed immensely, and they're just painting a target on our children. Yeah. refuse to educate them and painting a big target says, hey, everybody come here. There's no consequences. Just, you know, it's, it's a fire-free zone. You know? <laughs> except yours. Yeah, except when you yeah. walk on there, you're going to kill somebody. You're uh, you're the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, well, that would be, so what, uh, what are you going to use to have standing in this? I mean, have you been turned away uh, with a gun? I'm, I'm a substitute teacher. Uh, my kids teach. And I've I've got grandkids in school, so okay. So I, you, I you are actually have, denied. You are you have standing because you are denied the ability to defend yourself. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And when are you going to uh, do this? Yeah, but I was just going to help with that. But I do applaud the uh, what we call the Pomeranians who, who walked out on their 17-minute thing last night in school. Uh, they came up with the idea that uh, to, t- to talk to each other, people that are alienated, like you said, mm-hmm. right. uh, they decided, uh, unlike the Floridians that said, you know, all the cuss words and, uh, about guns, which was absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. but, but these guys came up with the idea that says, hey, uh, we're going to take these 17 minutes, one for a moment of silence and the other 16, to talk to people we don't know and and try to break this circle of excluding the weirdos. So <laughs> yeah, because uh, I myself growing up, I was a nerd. Okay, I had a pocket protector with no my, you with my slide rule. <laughs> I, I was a mad scientist. Okay, I, I, I loved science and, and math, and yeah. and uh, I, I was one of the outcast nerds and and. Uh, we all had our pocket protectors, you know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to imagine as active and involved as you are today. Yeah, it's it's different when you when you when when you get uh, educated and then go see the world and see yeah. what the rest of the world does in person, and you come back, your attitude changes quite a bit. There you go. And it's it's just time to get involved with everybody. Hey, there you are. Well, yeah, let, let us know how that goes. Uh, I'm up against a commercial break here, so i got to run. But thank you for the call, Warren. i got Ken right after this. We'll get a report on the road from him and uh, get him on the air right after this. Then the rest of the lines are open. Uh, and, again, it's before that 630 thing. So it's just us. You know, it's, it's just the cool kids. So uh, feel free, 522-0650. It's uh, a loosey-goosey Thursday or Friday Eve broadcast, and we'll be right back. It is 624. We're back. The uh, Rick Rydell Radio Program, 23 degrees in Anchorage, 21 in Eagle River. And Ken joins us on line one. Morning, sir. How are the roads? Uh, it is a tad slick. It, I, you can break it loose pretty easily. I did some brake checks, and uh, the snow's getting pounded on the pavement enough that it does make it uh, dicey. It's not yeah, crazy it is- like black ice, but it's definitely not optimal. Yeah, now Saturday that road was black ice as I drove out to Wasilly. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no accidents yet, but I think there may be because of the road conditions. So leave early if you can. <laughs> All right, good good message. All right, talk to me, Goose. Well, you know, first I got to get something out of the way. Yesterday, when you after the caller after me, the, uh, the saddler and everybody else talked about what's going on in Juneau. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of bummed me out for all day. I, it's heavy heart to listen that they just don't care. They, it, it, it is absolutely gone insane. And, you, I don't know, you go from mad to just being apathy. Like, why are we even bothering, right? Because when you, right. when you, he was recounting what they're doing down there, what they're talking to and why they're holding the money on them. They won't give it up and they won't cut. Right. And in the same thing, they're still talking about taxing us. It makes you angry. It, there's no... You don't have an, uh, you, you don't suffer fools gladly. It's it's your proclivity to get uh, cheesed off about these kind of things, you know. But, yeah, well, like, and as as long as as long as you know the small percentage of us are paying attention, um, they can get away with that. Yeah, and that's the truth of it. I'm afraid because you have yeah. people about it, and they're just they're busy with their daily lives. They're coming into spring. We got stuff to do. Don't have time to pay attention to this stuff. 
I don't know when a better time for legislation could be, but it is a busy time for Alaskans. And, oh, but man. everything they were saying was just filled me full of dread and despair. Like, man, what, what, golly, it just doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but more about what Warren was saying, here's, there's another thing that uh, it's troubling to me. You are dead right about the Jamaicans. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's what's going on with the youth. We are, everything we're talking about, the guns, and anything talk, even your, your restricting, it's, I find it offensive that we have to treat our schools like prisons because it's all just putting Band-Aids on the real problem, and, yeah. and that's that these kids are broke. They don't have value themselves. They don't have value for others. They don't have a problem putting holes in other people and taking their lives. They don't, and apparently, if you've gone a crime statistics map for Anchorage lately? Uh, no, I haven't, but uh, I did see a presentation on the crime last night that was pretty sobering. Yeah, it's got a little markers on every kind of crime in our city. You can zoom in and out, right. look at your neighborhood and everything else. It's shocking. It, I mean, I used to look at it a couple of years ago, and now you can't even see the ground for all the little dots. So obviously the youngsters and the, whoever the heck's involved, they don't care about uh, our property as well as, as I mean, that's just the right. you go to say. If they don't care about somebody's lives, they darn sure don't care about your property. Right. right, and so they just steal and take it with wanton disregard for law, and it's all symptomatic of the same thing. They've pushed and taken the the values and morals and ethics out of school and out of all the media that they consume, and everybody blames it on video games. No, it's everything they touch. There, yeah. uh, you can't fix that. If you put up metal detectors, they'll find some other way to make their name and mark. Like you know, when they talked about those chuckleheads that blew uh, well that, that's that's not even a good enough name for it, the the miscreants that blew up the people in boston they didn't talk about registering taking away pressure cookers right and the guy that stole yeah. the truck they didn't even talk about mitigating uh large truck usage but mm-hmm. here all of this that the governor's talking about right now that they, a lot of the things that he kept keeps flying up there they're just red herrings they're just they're not going to fix this problem it's not and all it's going to do is clamp down on guys that had nothing to do with it, men and women that need protection, mm-hmm. and that's inappropriate. That's my words yeah. on that. Yeah, no, appreciate the analysis, but I think you're dead on. And uh, and, and the, the working group, after the news here, I'll, I'll go through who they're getting for the working group. But it's the same old crowd that's already there, and so I don't know why they think they're going to come up with any new ideas. But uh, well, anyway, that's just it. they're preloaded for this. Look how fast their response is after every school shooting. I mean, it is right. they're just well, like a cat waiting for a mouse to come out of a hole, and that's all yeah. they do is wait for that mouse to come out of the hole. They're gleeful when this happens. They're like little yeah, ghouls. Isn't that sad too? Isn't that sad? All right, buddy. Drive safely. Thanks for getting slaughtered. Yeah. yeah meanwhile, yeah. the kids are still getting slaughtered. They're not doing anything. Drive safely. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Got to take a, a quick commercial break. 629, the Rick Rydell radio program. We'll be back. It is 639. We're back. 23 degrees in Anchorage, 21 in Eagle River. Running for the school board is Phil Isley. Good morning, sir. How are you doing, Rick? Long time no. I, it's not been that long. I, I sat next, yeah, I sat next to you, what, last, last yeah, weekend? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> saw you at halo and it was good to see you there uh yeah you too but before then it'd been quite a while <laughs> right you know we go we go we go play down at timeout and i look in the audience and you're not out there when we're playing with the band yeah i haven't been uh been hanging out there that much lately 
Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. And me either, and, and I've been getting grief from the guys down. I should come play, so maybe one of these weekends. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see you there the next time. All right. Well, so what's uh, what's going on? How's the race going? Uh, it's pretty slow, uh, hitting the usual places, and of course, my opponent's pretty well funded there. Right. It's amazing how she stepped in and had all that funding and all those signs and everything all ready to go, but. Yeah, almost like it was a, a concerted, planned effort by a large group. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you're running against a placeholder. You just yeah. hold the spot till I get back in two years. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, um, so, but uh, the debates are coming up, and you're you're trying to make a difference in our schools, as you as you had before, and um, and what are what are your thoughts and ideas on all this? Well. Everybody seems to be focused on budget, 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 and they don't think three-quarters of a billion dollars is enough money. And I think that's plenty of money. I think we could do a lot more with less, and I think we should focus on education and not money. Yeah. Uh, Nobody really sits back and says, okay, we're going to go get the kids to, to be competent by the time they get out of high school this lowering the standards so that we can increase our graduation rate is just not cutting it right yeah. i would uh, and and you know and that's the uh and that's the point where we're spending you know we're at one of the highest levels in the country and we get one of the lowest performances in this state yeah um we somehow we need to to get our children involved in education convince them that it's up to them to walk away with a good education that the teacher's not there to teach them they're there to learn yeah i think just that in itself would make a big difference and uh i would like to see standards for each grade and i'd like to see those standards met before they got passed on because if you just rubber stamp somebody for three years there's no way he'll ever catch up and you've created a dropout right there Right, right. Well, and I think that, um, you know, and, and I, I put a lot of kids to the uh, Anchorage School District, and I got, you know, five that, that I had. And the um, the interesting thing to me was what inspired kids and what didn't. And interestingly enough, when we had the high school exit exam, I saw one of them just kind of turn off in 10th grade after, after he passed it because he, yeah. he, he figured he didn't need anything after that. And, you know, they're there to learn, and we're paying a pretty good chunk for them there to learn. You know, if yeah. on this walkout, if you turn around mm-hmm. and find all these students and said, okay, your teacher makes this much money and you left for an hour, each one of you owe this much yeah. to help pay for that salary, I think that would give them some understanding of, right. you know, that their teachers have worth, they have worth, and there should be some sort of penalty. Yeah. Well, I don't, or I, you know, when you think back when we were kids, um, it was not uncommon for a kid to get kicked out of school, but for behavioral problems, for lack of attendance, whatever it was. Um, but that doesn't happen today. But the difference is, is when we got kicked out of school, our parents would beat our butt here. Uh, you know, People that don't want to go to school, they can get kicked out, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make that much difference. The, yeah. There's no penalty for it. Right. So um, if there's 
if there's no penalty, how is there any value to staying yeah. in? And right. they don't realize they're there to learn, and they don't realize where all that money comes from. You know, you sit back and you see a student on TV, and they're saying, we're going to protest until you start funding our bonds again and do this and do that. And it's like we should teach them that that's costing them. It's costing everybody. You don't have yeah. to be a homeowner because all these businesses pay taxes too. And when you increase the bonds and everything, it's coming out of everything you buy, whether you rent or not, like this $50 million bond they want right now. That's You can figure that's $20 increase in your rent. Yeah. Right. And, and the cost, you know, as you put the cost of goods and services, because every business has to pay it, and they're going to yep, up every, the margin. Yeah. The, the, the amount and, of uh, uh, they just, price. They seem to think that there's a big piggyback there, and, and you can just dump money at every problem, and it doesn't work. You need to get involved, and you need to educate the kids so they at least know how government and economy works. Yeah. And they have no clue of that anymore. Of course, right. teaching them math, uh, English and just reading would be good. Yeah, wouldn't if we it, could just get them with the basics, that would help. But they need to know history and economics and civics, and and I don't even think that's pushed that much anymore. Right. Well, and you're, you're you know you're you're not coming at this uh, out of the uh, ivory towers. You're coming at this from uh, common sense. So, is there a um, is there a, a website and Facebook page you got up for your campaign yet? Nope. I no. Just, okay. Yeah, I just I decided to run at the last minute. I couldn't see uh, Tam running by herself. There were no right. opponents, and I thought, you know, that's kind of un-American. So I threw my name in there, and then after the thing closed, I look, and I'm not even running against her anymore. I'm running against somebody else. Right, because they did that last minute shuffle. Well, I'm right. just going to say then, Phil Isley, thank you for calling. Thanks for stepping up and uh, being a part of it. And I'll, I'll, we'll work something out where we're, uh, we'll, we'll see you again soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks, All right, buddy. Thanks. Take care. All right, uh, 646. Uh, David, Dwayne, hang on. We'll get to you both after the break. Stand by. It's 23 degrees in Anchorage, 21 in Eagle River. This is the Rick Rydell radio program, and it's 5220650. I've got David and Dwayne on the phone. David, good morning. Thank you for the call. Good morning. You know, um, one of the problems with the, just for general categories, um, the, the right has in the left, with the left, is that, is that uh, we attempt to talk to them. <laughs> and, uh, that's not and, there's a, and that's where everything falls apart, right? You know, we we think we can have a conversation, and 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 you can't. I mean, when when you say maybe you know you should protect the schools, and their answer is Nazi. Um, yeah. You know, there's 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 no conversation that can be involved in it. So the so the the point that I'm making there is simply this: you don't you don't even try to engage. You go straight to humiliation. You start off, first thing you do is humiliate. Um, well, you know, clearly it's difficult to deal with the left. We're more interested in disarming. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The population and protecting the kids. They're interested in dead kids for their agenda. That's where you start. That's the beginning of the conversation. And um, because that really is the reality of it. There's only, there is only one method, period. There's not two, not three, not 16. One method that you can do to protect every school in the United States in, in 30 days, and that's to arm the staff. You're not going to change yeah. the culture. You're not going to do it with Bibles in the schools. You're not going to do it by corporal punishment. You're not going to do it with anything. The only thing you're going to do in 30 days to, to change the way it is today to something better within 30 days is put firearms in the hands of people that are capable of using them in the schools. That's going to change it. There's not a well, you know, and, and I agree with you because if you know, if if a, a a a an ostracized kid bursts into a school with um with with a gun and is put down within three shots. Um, that's going to send a message. You know, a bullet in the back of the head is a really good way of educating somebody. Yeah. They won't make that mistake again, will they? No, that's, uh, they're, they're, they're learned right up. <laughs> to put it in li- liberalese, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I don't know why, I don't know why there is such a resistance to it. I mean, I get what they say. They go, well, but what if a teacher makes a mistake and kills a kid? It's like, well, okay, mistakes happen, and I would it would be a tragedy and all that, but I think the chances of that happening um, are are minute. And if it's your kid's school um, that gets shot up by someone, um, and, and the police can't get there for fifteen minutes, um, is that risk worth it? Let's be clear: this last incident, even after the real police did show up. After the 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 um, you know the Keystone cops stood around waiting for the real police to show up, yeah, um, it, there were the main spokesperson for this the main wacko kid idiot moron kid who who's always yapping around on CNN the Hogs kid mm-hmm. that, that is that the one is that the one that they 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 put to at a couple different shootings. No, it's he's 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 been on several different videos before this. Oh, okay. You know, he wants to be a correspondent. That's his goal. Oh, I got you. So anyway, um, he um, he's he is you know was trained in acting and stuff like that and public speaking. And I and and he's in, totally into the left gun control agenda. Father yeah. was in the FBI. I, I don't need to get into all of it. Right. Anyway, he was he he claims he hid in a closet for three hours before they got him out of school. Three hours. Wow. Three hours. Okay, the incident didn't last 20 minutes, according to him. According to him, even after the cops got there, it lasted three more hours. Yeah. This is this is insane. It is insane. The whole thing is insane. So, um, but but something's uh, something's got to change. There's only one way to do it, and uh, yeah. you know we don't give them a second option. Yeah, and, and we don't let them get away with it as long as they're getting away with it. There's only the one kids. way to stop it. You want dead kids, if, you don't do it. You want to not have dead kids, you do do it. That's the only two options. You like dead kids? 
because you wish in, a, in your fairy dust way that you can sprinkle fairy dust over the world and make it different. You're an idiot, and you want dead kids. That's it. David, I think you should run for school board, buddy. Now, yeah, I yeah. never elected because I just said fairy dust. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing it up here, though. Thanks for the call. Take care. See you. All right, yeah, it's five two two zero six five zero. I don't know. The excuse of, oh, my God, you can't have a gun in a school. They might have an accident and they might shoot someone. I grew up in a time when many of our teachers had guns in schools. I grew up in a time when, you know, and I know you did too, I get that, um, when I had a rifle in the back of my pickup. You know what? I don't remember stories of people accidentally getting shot but there is this societal fear from those who don't understand or handle firearms that is disproportionate all right we'll be back it's uh, 5220650 standby is 709 it's uh, 23 degrees in anchorage 21 in eagle river the governor's pulled together his task force this working group um, to decide what to do in schools. Interestingly enough, uh, I had a, uh, um, a message from the uh, governor's staff that uh, Walt Monaghan will be calling in tomorrow about 7.30. I, I don't think he's going to be addressing this, maybe uh, just the, the excessive crime wave we have had in Alaska since uh, SB 91 has uh, added the fuel to the fire, but we'll have a chat with um, Walt Monaghan um, uh, tomorrow sometime, but, um, he's part of this, this working group. And it, uh, you know, also uses the commissioner of education, uh, the attorney general. Um, what I don't see in the group is, um, is, is people who are trained in this, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I had, uh, my good friend, Steve McDaniel from Alaska tactical last week, talking about these scenarios and and these are the guys um you know you you go you go down and you go into alaska tactical you talk to talk to steve um talk about defensive firearm courses and um and self-defense classes what i mean what are we talking about we're talking about defending our students well these are the guys that they live their lives training for this stuff why aren't any of them involved? You know, you think about an active school shooter, right? Um, and, and the way we have it now, um, somebody shows up, and, and let's let's say the the terrible a terrible moment happens that one of these is in an Anchorage school. All right, it's a gun free zone. Right? There's there's no guns on the campus. It's a gun free zone. Well, someone with evil intent decides they're going to breach that. They're going to they're going to walk onto that gun-free zone and they have a gun. That's how school shootings start, right there. That person, irrespective or as they say in Palmer, irregardless of how they got the weapon, how they got the tool, or which one it is. It, it's it's it, it it's it's negligent, negligible in this argument how they got it. Because they're there and they have it. Um, and, you know, and no background check stopped him, no law stopped him, not having to be 21 stopped him. None of that stuff stopped him, right? Sometimes 
you know, you go back to Columbine. These are kids that can't even buy a rifle. So raising the, the, the legal age to 21 to buy a rifle, how was, how was that going to affect that? It won't. So they get on campus. They start shooting. How long till someone comes that can stop them? All right, what, what is it? Uh, uh, even, even the best-case scenario, four minutes, five minutes before they can get on site, right? Well, someone with evil intent and in, intending to kill as many people as they can, you can get a lot of work done in five minutes. Now, in every school in, in Anchorage, and I think this still applies, it's been, I don't know, uh, it's it's been nine years since I've had a kid in school here in in Anchorage. But when I was when I was uh, and I was very involved in all my kids' schools, there was a tick, a teacher in charge, right? And then one teacher got that designation. Well, if there are trained teachers that are armed, and they're in that school, it's not a five minute response. You know how fast when you hear shots. Can that teacher get down the hall? And and so the point is, is do we wait? Do we keep them gun-free zones? Or do we drop that designation and go back to when teachers who were competent with firearms, uh, you know, and, and cer- certainly if, if a teacher does not want a firearm, they shouldn't, they shouldn't take one to school. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But I know teachers in the Anchorage School District that are competent with them, that are safe with them, that, that are comfortable with them. And if, if we want to set a, a training bar that they have to go to, but then they'll be allowed, that's the thing that's going to stop this before it gets too far. You, the gun-free zone just isn't working, period. Uh, Dwayne, thank you for the call, and good morning. Good morning, sir. First of all, top of my list, and there's a long list, but I will try to be succinct and get over it quickly. Um, Thank you. I need to uh, apologize for the actions of my elected official, Paul Seaton. You've got a, quite a buildup before you purged your soul right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a while. So. Yes. Um, and speaking of which, by the way, I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago they had an article in the Homer News down here um, about the uh, the uh, move by the GOP to dis, uh, disassociate itself with Paul Seaton. Oh, and nice! It, Finally, so yeah, so well in that article they uh, interviewed, oh, they asked Paul Seaton for a response, and and he said, "Well, I've been a Republican since I was 18." And I'm a fiscal conservative. Now, when somebody says that to me, I got to go, yeah, that's Bravo Sierra. So because there's no way a fiscal conservative and a progressive piranha can be, um, you know, conform to one another. In the same space. Yeah, exactly. Because right. Because. On the one hand, a, a conservative is looking for smaller government. Yep. On the other hand, they're looking for an all-intrusive government. So they just don't uh, match up. They don't. Uh, you, you can't possibly be both. Yeah. Right. Or you're going right. to be um, a hypocrite to one. Yes. So, 
anyway, so I just, and then, all, of course, all you got to do is look at his record on this gun shooting thing. Well, I was just going to say real quick, as the keeper of the Alaska conservative stamp, if you don't have my stamp, you really can't claim conservative, although many do. Okay, so cool. I'm going <laughs> to, at the, his next town hall, I'm going to ask him to, to present his, his stamp of conservatism for a while. Does he have his conservative, Rydell conservative stamp on his card? If not, he's not a conservative. Period. <laughs> right. Just the way it is. I like that. Okay, the lieutenant so, governor keeps the state seal. I keep the conservative stamp. There you go. And, and by golly, you do a good job of it, too. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. That, that, that is the standard by which we all should, um, you know, right. endeavor right. to achieve. Thank um, you. On this gun stuff, first of all, 98% of all mass gun shootings on school has been on in areas that are gun-free. So the very yeah. first thing is take the dang sign down. Okay, so yeah. that's the first thing. Um, I think, what is it, 25 out of the last 26 shooters have uh, been fatherless. So there's a thing to think about. Something but, to look at. Yep, something to look at, exactly. When you want to look at what's going on and what's changed over the last 35 years, let's be realistic and honest about our evaluation because otherwise we're not going to resolve it. The other thing yeah. is on protecting, first of all, granting school teachers the ability to conceal carry is just allowing them their freedom as an American. It really is. And, and so, yeah, no, we're not going to mandate it. Good grief. <laughs> I don't want somebody who doesn't know how to or is afraid of a gun having a gun in a in, in an active shooter situation because now you just compounded the situation. Yeah. But, but, um, anybody with military background, even if it's just, you know, two years and out understands mm -hmm. that the way to protect your area is to start at the perimeter. Yeah. And, and that is where we need to start. Um, I understand, you know, from what uh, I, I like what the guy said at the, the, the bottom or the before the news break. If we want to start protecting people right now, or our kids right now, the first solution is to take the signs down and allow people their constitutional right to carry and bear arms. That is. I'm really short on time here, buddy. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no um, problem. Thank you. Yep. Gotcha. I'm glad you got your penance out of the way first. That's an important Thank you. Report. I appreciate that. Thank you. Take care. All right. We'll take a quick break. David Neese running for the school board, and then Paul Kendall, who's running for mayor. That's the order we get back to the telephones. 5220650. On this Thursday, we'll be right back. 724 23 in Anchorage, 21 in Eagle River. I've got uh, David running for the school board on line one. Happy week hey, before the election <laughs> kicks in, buddy. Yeah, hey, um, I was just going to let you know that, that uh, the gun issue actually came up at a couple of the uh, candidate forums we're at, and I'm in the process of posting a video. So if your listeners want to see, you know, they usually use a yes-no card, um, who right. is in favor of arming teachers, you know, and, and I'm one of the people that is because I, if, if you're licensed to concealed carry, I don't think it's an issue. And I'm kind of worried because the governor's going like, oh, we've got to solve this problem. Every superintendent in the state of Alaska under current law has the ability to authorize people to carry weapons in school. 
That's why you have SROs and in schools because the superintendent can authorize it. Right. So it's it's available to happen now, and 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 so I always just wonder, you know, how are these superintendents going to live with themselves should this happen, and they haven't authorized that? Well, I don't think they get challenged on the idea. I mean, uh, you you don't see the Anchorage School Board turning around and going like, we want you to not only have the armed police in the school and tell the SROs to train up, and if they qualify, they can carry. Where Where is the option for, because, you know, neither one of those services are available in K-6. Right, yeah. And and And, you you spent how how many years as a teacher? I mean, this is something you know. Yeah, 28 years in seventh grade. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, so I, I mean, I was there before we had SROs in school. I was there, uh, you know, before we were gun-free zones. And yeah. uh, the, the only common denominator out there in most school shootings is you've made yourself a soft target. And it's it's yeah. it's an almost instant fix. If you basically say that, you know, that the uh, gun-free zone does not um, apply in uh, the Anchorage School District because the superintendent has is in the process of letting you know, teachers take the courses and they can carry. Um, we've had one or two people that have gone like, well, I'd never send my kid to a school that had had. Ar- Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Armed people in it. And I go, then you can't send them to high schools. Right. In the Anchorage school district. There. Yeah. And there's, uh, some, there's some junior highs you're going to have to avoid, too. So I guess you're going to pull them out of uh, Anchorage school district after grade five or six, depending on whether right. they get middle school starts at sixth grade. And they just right. didn't even understand that concept. So um, right. I'll post those yeah. videos so people that it is a big issue for um, can see who the uh, school board candidates are running that um, do believe that, you know, maybe we maybe safety starts with, you know, making it so it's not so easy to walk into a school um, and uh, not think that nobody in there has a gun. Right, absolutely. You got a campaign website, Facebook page up for your Yeah, candidacy. Facebook page is uh, Nice for School Board. You can reach me at niceforchange at gmail.com. Give me a call at 522-1118. Um, I'll probably be hanging around the Republican uh, State Convention here. I think it's this down weekend. at the Hilton uh, for the next three days. So I'll All be right, around, and uh, I always respond to emails within a day. All right, sounds good. Thanks for the call. Take care. Got to take a quick break, 727. I've got Paul and Bob after this. It's uh, final news break before the end. It is 736. Got Paul and Bob on the phone, and we'll get them in that order. And then uh, I was hoping to get, uh, I asked uh, Craig Medred to call in to talk about this uh, seemingly um, tumultuousness in the Iditarod because he's following it like nobody. But uh, hopefully we'll get to him. Paul, good morning, sir. Hey, Rick. Uh, good morning to you and your listeners. Uh, let's see. Let me go down through my list here. Uh, you know, I, I want to thank the earlier caller, David, that called mm-hmm. before David Neese. Mm-hmm. I, I thought his comments were, were concise, profound, and, and right to the point. And uh, I think I made some notes, and I'm going to keep that. I want to thank you for that. 
Uh, also, on David Neeson, I want to thank him. He's called me a couple of times on some issues that I wasn't aware of. There's lots of things that are moving out there, but they're all very controlled environments. And there's no way to really know what all of our, our all of them are that are taking place. Uh, the other but thing are you are you are you incorporating these into your uh, mayoral race? These what? These ideas that you're taking notes on that you just spoke of. Well, when you get an opportunity to, that's what I was going to bring up was that uh, first of all, I'm voting yes on Prop One, and I don't want to hear any fuzzy logic or fuzzy discussion. It's an individual moral position, and I'm going to vote yes. And I went to the assembly the other night. Uh, Mayor Berkowitz has refused to open up a two-day uh, public availability to candidates to interrogate them, to insinuate, to charge, to to have those moments. He refused. I went to the assembly the other night to to, to uh, you know to plead to my case to them to open up the Marston, put it on cameras for two days solid, let the public come in at any time and <clears throat> and be accusatorial or or rant or whatever. Let's open it up where the public can get involved in multiple mic engagements. And so when I went there, uh, I couldn't believe it, but you got to see that moment. Uh, if you ever want to know this on Prop 1, you just need to go to the assembly meeting the other night. And these guys got up and brought up a, a, a certificate, and they did this with men, I think, dressed in women's clothing. And, and well, I couldn't believe that, what I was You found that very entertaining, I, I, I'm assuming. Well, no, it isn't entertaining. I, I was taken aback by it because they even got to cuss. But the reason I was really? taken aback was this. I open carried that meeting. And I made a choice that night when I was going to open carry my 1911. And everybody was real nice. But, but ladies and gentlemen, if you to open carry, you're, you have to be responsible in that modality. So yeah. rather than take advantage of the moment of those people in front of a camera to admonish them on their deviancy, I, I had to hold, hold myself in, in a professional modality, and uh, it was very difficult. But anyway, you should see that moment. Uh, I just uh, – it is, is, what, is what Ethan Berkowitz is. Ethan Berkowitz is a San Francisco lawyer. He's a sanctuary city guy. He does not want right to work. He left his heart in San Francisco. This man is clearly a socialist headed towards a uh, communist. And but we're not having engaging, challenging, uh, accusatorial uh, moments here. Everything is controlled. Everything is about Rebecca and Ethan, who are, and, and you know, I, I really like Rebecca, Rebecca, and I think she's well intended. But these are status quo, business as usual candidates. That is right. the last you thing we need. Last different thing, right? So give well, me, uh, yeah. give me some contact for people who want to email you or find out more about you. Well, here, here's what I'd rather do, Rick. Uh, I think I've been around a while, and I do believe that my position... Okay, thank you for the information. I appreciate that. Then let's go to Bob on line three. Bob, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Rick. Hey, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the um, uh, guns in school thing, uh, too, a little bit. Yeah. I, I think the the model program, again, I've mentioned before, is the uh, the federal flight deck officer program right. that we have in, in the airlines. Right. And and one of the things that really makes that work is the operational security aspect of when you step aboard an airplane, you don't really know, you know, which which pilots are armed or if there's an arm gonna be armed pilot on your airplane or not. Now the the problem that I have with employees open carrying in, in schools is, is you uh, quickly lose that operational security advantage right uh, i i favor more the the, the model uh, back in the midwest there's those schools that have 
um, gun safes, uh, biometric gun safes, you know, kind of scattered around the school like uh, fire extinguishers. And the, the teachers that are trained, you don't know which teachers are trained or uh, staff members, as a matter of fact. You know, it's just not just focus on teachers. Remember, the Anchorage School District has 7,000 employees and only 2,000 of them are teachers. So there's uh, 5,000 employees in the district that are, are non-teachers, a lot of them ex-military, that, that type of thing. I, I, and I think that would be, you know, the, the, the best model for, uh, you, know, you know, keeping the kids safe, uh, that, that perimeter defense, uh, that last line of defense. Right. Yeah, no, and, and it makes sense, you know. I mean, when uh, uh, and I'm certainly I don't I don't like the idea of open carry either because you do lose a tactical advantage if you know the one guy that's got the gun. You take him out. There's no one. Right, and and just in this particular case in in Florida, you know, when you have a kid who's been in that school before, he comes in. He would he would know, you know, where the which teachers are the ones that are carrying and. The, the places to avoid, and essentially you still have a, a gun-free zone, but if you have, you know, uh, standard firearms, like in, in the, the uh, Federal Flight Deck Officer Program, everyone has a, a standard H&K uh, 40 cal uh, that they carry all the, the, the weapons are, are issued by the, the government and, and uh, are, are all standardized, that uh, in, in that case, when you have them scattered around the, the, uh, the school, again, like, uh, fire extinguishers and biometric right. safes. The only people that can access them are the people who have gone, you know, conducted the training and stayed qualified. I, I think, you know, that that's probably the, the, the best game plan. Yeah, well, and, and anything that um, that would have an immediate reaction to that threat and put it down, um, I think you then start to uh, thwart the next copycat, too, if they're everywhere. Right, well, and the other thing, too, be, because... Uh, you know, op- you keeping that operational security of, of who is able to access those weapons. You don't you don't know if there's ten teachers or uh, staff members who are qualified, or or if there's none. It's that it's that that seed of doubt that's planted that uh, the person who's looking for that asymmetrical power environment uh, is is likely to go somewhere else. Yeah. No. Good. Uh, good message today. Um, thanks for the call. Hey. Thanks. All right. Take care. Um, all right, I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, go to the break a little bit early here because I've got uh, Craig Medrid, who I've asked to call on hold, and I want to get to him and give him time to explain. It seems that you know the the Iditarod for the last couple of years has really been, especially this year, really going through a political conundrum, and 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 I'm hoping it it survives at least in uh, something similar to its current form. But the, the guy who's been following it more closely than anyone is Craig, and so I got him on hold. Let's go to our break, then we'll come back and have him explain the whole thing to us after this. 7.44, we'll be right back. It is 7.49. We're back into the final death throes of the broadcast. I would like to bring on to the program uh, Craig Medrid, who is posting all his stuff at craigmedrid.news. And I, I don't know, have you been, how many times have you uh, been on the Iditarod? Too many, I've years? forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Because I want to think back, about back uh, to the '80s sometime. I think I did my right. first race in '83, '82 or '83. How long ago is that? It's like a hundred years ago, isn't it? Hundred and hundred and twenty, something like that. Yeah, but, I uh, think they, that they had to chase dinosaurs off the trail then, still to you know get to know them. 
Well, that's when they were using the Raptors was the lead dog team, right? <laughs> I right. think so. so. It was a long time ago. It was a wholly different race. And now it's yeah. professional, and uh, it has all the problems of a professional sport. There's well, no big make, surprise. <laughs> yeah, make some sense of all this. It just seems bizarre right now. Um, well, I, doping's been going on for a while. It never yeah. kind of, you know, made the headlines. Then all of a sudden, they had a whole team show up in Nome last year, it appears. They only tested four dogs, but essentially right. it appears the whole team was doped. Happened to belong to uh, Dallas Seavey, four-time champ, 30-year-old right. reality this TV the, star, kind of the, you know, the, the pride of the Iditarod and the marketing opportunity of the future. Right. So they this tried to the work tra- out a deal to make it go away. That right. didn't happen. This, Next thing you knew, come October, they were out saying, well, we need to change the rule because it appears if we ever catch anyone, we can't punish them. Mm-hmm. So they did that with some unnamed musher. Um, lurking in the background who'd had the dope dogs, and eventually it was pulled out in the open that it was Seavey's dogs. Seavey went ballistic, said it wasn't him, and someone sabotaged him. Another musher, the board, an animal rights group, space aliens, we don't know. And pretty soon there was nothing but a big doping discussion, and since then it turned out that there was another dope team. Um, and the cover's been pulled back a little bit, and we found out that, you know, every year they see a few kind of small dopings, which would indicate, they say, contaminated meat. Could it also indicate someone doping all summer and not cutting the dogs off soon enough? Who knows what it means, but they now have a mess. Right. And we're talking about tramadols with a substance. We're talking about tramadol and CV's dogs. We're talking about all kinds of steroids in the incidental tests. We're talking about lidocaine, which is like a numbing agent. Dennis used it in the in the newest one. I mean, there's a there's a, a whole pharmacy of drugs that have suddenly popped up. Right. And and is it? Do you think that it's this is a, a, a new behavior, or is it just that they're being exposed with it now? I, I, I think it's an old behavior that, for reasons I completely do not understand, Iditarod has finally decided to take a stand on. Um, right. I mean, I know there have been doping positives in the past. They now admit that they were regularly getting 30 to 35 a year of kind of minor doping that, you know, you could write off as contaminants or whatever. They went so far as to warn mushers as to, you know, you're going to have a doping test at the start, so make sure your dogs are clean of these drugs, and here's when to cut off. (laughs) Um, so, So they're aware people are using drugs all year long. Um, right. It's in every other, you know, animal sport. If you've been around horses, it's drugs are rampant in the horse world. They're dealing with this right. too, so it's it's no real surprise. I mean, the question is how they deal with it, and they're having a tough time. Right. But then, kind of shed some light on this uh, this intimidation attempt by the the, the vet uh, uh, the musher here at the start. What was that all about? Well. <laughs> No one has any real idea, um, and it's really what it's about is social media. There was some kind of conversation between their drug enforcement guy and uh, a guy named Wade Mars from Willow, who's the president of the Iditarod Official Finishers Club, which represents all the mushers who made it to Nome on a dog sled. It happened at the restart in Willow. As it was posted on Mars's 
Facebook page, he was approached by Maury Craig, the drug guy, who, you know, said, you had lidocaine dope dogs in Nome last year, and if you don't shut up about all this doping stuff, we're going to out you. That was his ah, version. Right. Maury Craig's version was, no, no, that's not the way the conversation went. I just went up and had a talk with him. Probably shouldn't have done it at the restart in Willow, but it wasn't <laughs> that, that at all. So we don't know what happened. But all of this is chronicled at uh, craigmedrid.net. This is all chronicled. It's all complicated, and uh, I, I have no real answers. I, I am still baffled as to why Iditarod decided to go after young CV. Well, you know, when um, when you think that uh, tramadol is, you know, and, and it's an opi, what's an opioid, not an opiate, is that right? It, it's, that's, that's what we use now. You know, we all used to call those opiates, and now they're opioids. So I, right. I don't know when that happened, but that's the standard reference these days. Right, and and so that to me leans leans I think the public to go okay, well they're they're taking uh, you know uh, oxycotton or whatever. Tramadol is like a, a high high intensity ibuprofen basically. It's a painkiller. Yeah, it's a painkiller. It, it, it's you know it's a painkiller, but it's an interesting one in in dogs in that it doesn't they they process it different than we do, and they don't process it. It's actually a synthetic opioid, and they don't process it as process it as an opioid. Uh, they process it in another way, and and the people I've talked to have done the most research with it describe it as causing a Zimbalta-like effect in dogs, which, if you're familiar with Zimbalta, is kind of a drug drug for people with chronic pain that just mm. kind of makes you, kills the pain and makes you feel a little euphoric. So it sounds oh. like it could be a useful drug to give a dog, you know, on the coast that's like, I'm tired and I yeah. really don't want to go any farther and slip this in him and he's kind of like oh i feel a little better and i'm pretty happy now let's go so well, yeah I think about... it, uh, it's an interesting gray area and you know cb's still arguing he didn't do it nobody's can right. ever prove he's going to do it there's nobody out there um it's the iditarod yeah. they're in the middle of the wilderness yeah. so they're well, I... in a hassle over how they police this I, I kind of think, and my end music starting, but I kind of think, you know, after I butchered the last moose I did back in January, I probably went home and, you know, took some ibuprofen myself to feel better. <laughs> right. So uh, you're going to keep on this on your website, so if people want to know more, they can oh, go yeah. to Craig Medrid. I don't, okay. I don't see this going away anytime soon. It's uh, <laughs> It seems to be plaguing every sport at the moment, and I uh, I, I don't know how the Iditarod's going to get free of it. Uh, I don't know either. Well, thanks for uh, giving us the run date up to now. We'll just uh, direct everybody to your your uh, your blog site, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Rick. All right, thanks. Take care. Bye. Craig Medrid. You can find that all at craigmedrid.news, and uh, that's it for the broadcast today. Tomorrow, Free Forum Friday starts at 545. We call it 530, but it's really 545. It's been the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for watching. I apologize for the actions of my representative, Jason Graham. Have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.